Welcome to the Marcia Miyake Show, where our mission is to share thought-provoking ideas, practical tools, and tangible strategies to up-level your life, business, and relationships. I'm your host, Marcia Miyake, leadership and emotional intelligence consultant, executive coach, and conscious mama of two. Through solo episodes and interviews with experts in the medical, research, business, and spiritual fields, this show helps you to shift from the illusion that success in one area of your life means failure in another to the understanding that you truly get to have it all. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of That's What He Said. Welcome back, Dan. Thanks for having me once again. Okay, so today's question actually comes from one of our friends, so that's kind of cool. And do you want to read out the question because you're closer to it? Uh, Yeah, so we have how to navigate and get to know each other when the woman has a young child. In brackets, because the child always comes first. So because this person knows us, they were talking to when we first got together, so uh, short form of our backstory is I already had a daughter from a previous relationship. Aaliyah was three years old when Dan and I got together and I had her, you know, 80% of the time, but I did have times where I was, um, I had time on my own and she was in daycare too. So that gave us a lot of time in that regard. So that's what the question, um, refers to. So this might be applicable if you are a stay at home mom or sorry, if you're a single mom or if you're dating someone who has a small child and how do you really connect with this person? You can take it away first. Uh, yeah, well, looking back at what the time that we had, um, I think the times that you were you were alone that uh, we had, we communicated a lot on the phone initially and we had a lot of deep conversations. We spoke about all things, life, universe, you know, relationships, past, uh, everything and anything. There was nothing really off limits and we really got to know each other on a deep level. Um, and a lot of that was on the phone. Like the first conversation we had was like three or four hours and then our first uh, lunch date went for seven hours. And so I think that was a big part of it is just going deep and, and really... Um, you know, having those those deeper conversations while you are together. Uh, and then we made the most of the time that we had while you were on your own. While Aaliyah was with her dad or at daycare, we, we scheduled and we planned time together. And just like if you were at work, you, you, you schedule and you plan at work. And, and we did the same thing for, I would call that dating period. Uh, and, and yeah, that was, gave us the time that we needed to really get to know each other, which happened quite quick. Mm, I agree. I think if you're a guy and you're dating a single mom, there's a couple things probably to consider is like, of course her child comes first. So if you're, you know, not emotionally mature, you might actually be jealous of that, but that is actually a sign of a high value woman. Like if her child is not first, red fucking flag her child should be first because when you become a mother it changes you fundamentally who you are and now all of a sudden this the little human being is more important than anything else and it's that level of love and um you know that 
the sacrifice that you give for a child is also reflective in what you will do for a partner, you know? So I think it's a red flag when the woman is so available. If she has a, if she has a small child at home and you're dating her and she's just readily available for you, red flag, because she's putting her needs above her child's needs. And that is no different from you. She will put mm-hmm. her needs before your needs too. So if you are dating a single mom, I would like, you know, it's, it's not easy. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like it's obviously not the same as dating, you know, a, a single woman who doesn't have a child to consider. But at the same time, if this is a high value woman, she is worth the time and effort. But one of the things you do have to consider is that because her priority is her child, you need to show up as a high value man and you need to show her that you are worth her time and energy. Because if she's a uh, single mom, she and the child isn't with the dad, let's say, and you want to take her out on a date, you think you're spending, you know, a hundred bucks on her or whatever it is for your date with her, but she's paying for a babysitter. She's paying to get her nails done. She, there is so much more that she is putting out than you are. So you feel inconvenienced because you're like, Oh, I have to work around her schedule of her finding a babysitter. Like it is much more of a hassle for her. So understand that she is putting in a lot of effort to even be available to you if she is a present and loving mother with her child. That is a big thing. So I remember I was very, um, what's the word? I was very, not cautious, but I was mindful of who I went on dates with. And I was very like cutthroat in the sense of, and I mean, like Dan, that was an example we spoke about in the other episode is like when you showed me something that I thought for me was a deal breaker, I was like, no, because I'm not going to take my time away from my child to give you time when you're showing me you're not at the maturity level that I need you to be at, to be a suitable partner to me and stepfather to my daughter. So just understand that if you are dating um, a single mom, she is considering a lot of variables. So you need to bring your best self if you feel like she is a high value woman that you um, want to be with Mm -hmm. Um, and just respect that she is doing a lot and uh, making a lot of sacrifice, including time with her child to be with you. So also take that as a compliment as well, that if she is there with you, she must really see something in you. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've got a few things I want yeah. to add there as well. So as a, as a man, there's I've mentioned this a couple of episodes ago that when, you know, this wasn't just a bit of fun. This wasn't a flick coming into this relationship. I knew that, that Master was the kind of woman I wanted to marry. Like just by just seeing what she writes, how she posts, just how she holds herself when we, when we caught up, the things that she says, I knew. So I wasn't going to play games. And... I saw Leah as an extension of her, and that's how you have to see the child. It's not baggage. It's not something that's inconvenient to you as a man. And if you're not willing to man up to that, then fuck off. Simple as that. Don't even bother them because it's not it's not worth their time, like mm-hmm. Master said. So the child is so special, and it really is a, an extension of that mother. So that's the first thing. And the second thing I wanted to say, you touched on it as well, um, as a man, and this might trigger uh, this might trigger some people, but I'm I'm happy to say it because I actually lose respect when I see 
mums out there partying and, mm, and traveling and leaving their kids for a couple of weeks, it triggers me in a way. I actually lose respect for them. Hey, you're free to do whatever you want. But as a father, I, I struggled to leave Luca for three days at, at such a young age, under the age of three. And, and especially when with, uh, with Mars as well, you know that bond is so close between a mother and a child. So when I'm looking for a partner, if she's out partying and clubbing and leaving a child at home, well, that's the mother of my future child. Why would I waste my time? Mm. Why would I waste my time knowing that the, the future mother of my child isn't respecting their child and, and taking care of their child? That's just me. Like I, I grew up with a close family, Italian background. Um, family is very important, and and I believe that we need to set the right example and raise strong, conscious, like powerful children. And when you're setting that example, you're coming home drunk or the next day hungover. The next day, like even if I have a, a few wines and and I have one glass too many, I'm feeling a bit rough. I feel selfish the next day because I'm not. Uh, showing up for my kids as best as I can. You know, I might be a little bit short, might be a bit grumpy, and that's just not fair. So I just wanted to throw those in because that's what I came love up that. for me. No, I love that. I, I definitely want to second that. And, like, great observation. Like, the, the girl that you're seeing as the single mom out in the clubs, like, that's could potentially be the mother of your child is that if she's not making changes for that child what makes you think she's going to make changes for you or for your next child this is the thing like these women it's narcissistic to not put your child first it's narcissistic to feel like your pleasure is more important than the well-being of your children. Now, granted, I know a lot of people are unaware of the psychological uh, health of their children and how your actions impact and how our trauma transfers, all of that. But I mean, like, it's not rocket science to be like, wow, me being, me coming home late or me being tired the next day or me, like, this is not having a good impact on my children. You don't need to know the exact like psychological theory or the, the research. Or you can just tell any human being that just is aware can tell like, hey, this is probably not having the best impact on my child. So um, I know that that's probably like really triggering to a lot of people. We're not saying like, don't live your life. But the thing is, is like, cause that's a thing. And I hear this from single moms too. Like, I just want to live my life and da, 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 da. Like, that's great. Okay. But the reality is you got pregnant and you had a baby and now there are consequences to your actions. You slept with someone, you got pregnant, you have a child, there are consequences. Now you need to grow up and be an adult and say, you know what, my my short-term pleasure of going out and having fun and popping bottles, like I have to... I have to say goodbye to that life because there is, I'm being called to something greater. And Mm. I know that that's probably very triggering, but if a child, a life cannot move you forward to be like, shit, I got to do something with myself. I don't know what else could. Yeah. And we're going in a little bit here, but just into context, doesn't mean we can't have fun. Doesn't mean we can't go out and have a few drinks and let our hair down from here, here and there. But what we're talking about is every weekend going out, hitting the clubs and leaving or your child. Or not even the weekend, Leave, like a Tuesday yeah, and a Thursday. Just leaving your child with your, your, your mother, your, your, the grandmother for three days at a time while you go out and do, your, you know, there's, there's limits to it. 
and mm-hmm. it's all about balance. You still want to go and have fun and, and do the things that you need to do, but hey, come on. How, how will it be perceived by, let's say you are a woman and you're trying to bring in your dream guy. How will it be perceived? Are you really going to attract a high-value man? And vice versa. So yeah. anyway, yeah. We, we, we're going a little bit off track. We got, we've gone in a little <laughs> bit. You know, the, the topic was how to navigate and get to know know each other when the woman has a young child. So where we're going at with this is there's two sides to the story. We both need to come to the party and we both need to, um, you know, allocate that, that time and show up as, as the higher value man and woman to, to um, you know, kick off a, a great relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like getting to know each other doesn't happen accidentally. It's not like, oh, we've spent time together. So now we know each other. No, it's about like having deep conversations. It's about establishing boundaries. It's about communicating your desires because if we're just having fun and this is, you know, speaking to the earlier point of like going out all the time, if Dan and I are just drunk all the time, because that's what, that's how we connect and that's how we have fun. There is no way we truly know each other. We haven't had the time. We are just numbing ourselves and going out and doing our thing. If that's the only way that we can connect, then we don't truly know each other. I think we've only been have we drunk, ever like maybe. I don't think I've ever been drunk. Yeah, we've in five years. There's been a few days, couple of days, but we've gone out. Like the boat day, I, I had a few on that boat day. Yeah, see, I had one. Um, so, but yeah, you know, there's generally only one of us. But you yeah. only need one, and you're drunk. Yeah. But this is the thing. I don't. I don't get drunk. No, though. That's a thing. I, I like, drink more than what you do for sure. I wouldn't. I wouldn't drink to the point of drunk because for me it doesn't. It doesn't feel good. I don't want the hangover. I just mm. like none of it equates to. A I love good, two or three glasses of wine. That, that yeah. that's good for me. Like, yeah. Or in summer on a nice hot day, I'll have a six pack of beers. That's plenty for me now. Whereas I used to be a binge drinker. Oh wow! Okay. I used to be a binge drinker before before us. So. You know, and so it's things change. You have to change, and that was, you know, we. I haven't been drunk since we met. Like I wouldn't say I've been drunk, drunk. Yeah, I think we've only been out a couple of times. It doesn't mean we don't go out. We just don't go out and get drunk. Mm. Like, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Tangents. <laughs> so there was two. The other part to this we wanted to talk about was when we had a new baby as well. So mm. let's say we're already together, but we have a new baby. There's a new baby in the picture, and it's taking all of our time and attention. And how do we, um, yeah, how do we navigate that? Mm. So you can kick this one off. Well, I think, you know, any woman who's had a newborn knows that it absolutely rocks you physically, emotionally, psychologically. Like there's there's so much, and I'm just going to use the word because it's true. So much trauma has happened to your body um, with the happiest ending possible, as in you, you're holding this divine little being in your hands, but you, it's almost like you don't know who you are anymore. And I think a lot of moms can relate. Um, you know, becoming a first-time mom, you're like, oh my gosh, like my body looks different and like I feel different and what do I do with this thing? I have to keep it alive. And it is, it's crazy. And depending on how much support you have as well, like if you have a huge support system and you have family that can really help, like that can be helpful, but it doesn't mean it makes it easy. But then at the same time, if 
you don't have any help, it can be extremely difficult to navigate. And then we have women going through postpartum and all of these things that it's not a choice. They're not choosing to be ungrateful. They're not choosing to be lazy. They're not choosing to give up on themselves. Like this is something, and I want the men to hear this. It's like, if you're, if you feel like your wife has changed after having a baby, she has changed and she didn't choose that change. This change happened chemically in her body and she's just trying to grapple with it like you are. And just like you want your your girlfriend, your wife back, like the way that she was, so does she. But she has this um, conflict happening where she wants to be that woman and she wants to connect with you like she connected with you but at the same time she she actually can't because she's no longer that woman and trying to reconcile that and come to this new equilibrium of like who I am as a woman who I am as a mother who I am as a wife it's very challenging and um, I think it's something that maybe now more is being talked about but for a long time, women really suffered in silence. We do want to be attractive to you, and we still want to be attracted to you. We want to feel desired. This is very important for the feminine in the way that the masculine wants to be appreciated. And this change of bringing this beautiful little being into your life can cause havoc on the relationship. So what I would say from the man's perspective is please understand that your your wife loves you and she wants to be there for you, but she's struggling in sometimes to even be there for herself and to support the needs of her newborn baby mm-hmm. and to to give her the support that she needs in whatever ways that you can and that makes sense for you and some of that is just even having the conversation like what does support look like for you right now babe like how can I support you today um because she like I have talked to so many postpartum mamas and sometimes you're on cloud nine because of the oxytocin you're getting from your baby and the kissing and the breastfeeding and it's just like you are in heaven and then at some points you just feel like the biggest epic failure you want to die um and that everyone is succeeding around you except you so Mm. i wanted to speak into that because i feel like more fathers need to understand just what their their wives are going through and at the same time I don't want to leave the men behind because I know that this is such a transformational change for you as well like all of a sudden you're a father and now you feel like you're almost kind of losing the woman because she's so engulfed by this child and maybe now she's not like being as affectionate with you and she's not being as connected with you and you're just feeling distant and you have to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders you have to be the provider you have to do all of the things so yep. I just want to ju- acknowledge. I'm going to jump in yeah. on that because, yeah, I, while we're talking about the man, this is a time during the pregnancy and post-pregnancy that the your partner's hormones are raging. <laughs> they are. They're changing. Everything's changing. Her body's changing. She's dealing with so many emotions. And you just got to realize that this is part of being a man. Mm. You just have to realize that you're not doing anything wrong, mm. but she's going to lash out at you at things. She's, things are going to happen, and that's part of it. And that's where you need to step up and just shut your mouth and take it and love her and hold her and then just say, I'm sorry. And you got to do what you need to do. And, and because we have no idea what it's like with all those you know, emotional changes. The, the closest thing I can think of is going through puberty when you're a bit angry, right? So... 
We just need to hold space. Not close, by the way. We, I know. <laughs> we need to hold space in the best way that we can. And I was lucky enough that I had, you know, a coach at that time. So if that's what it takes, if you need a men's coach, if you need someone to work with to navigate your own emotions, so you can't put it back on her, but you've got someone that you can go to have a men's group, you know, a good quality men's group, people that you can go to um, during that time for your own support. But you really got to be that rock and that foundation for your partner during that time. And I was lucky that the timing of, of having Steph, my, my coach at the time, I was able to navigate a lot of things and, and I guess you know, we, we navigated that quite well. Mm. But there's so many things that you, you don't even consider and you just have to... I think that's so important what you said though is like when you said like the man needs to just take it. Now that's not like us saying like it's the woman's get out of jail free card to just like berate your men. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's it's about him, you know, being so much in his masculine that he can be that rock to support like the the waves that you're bringing into his life right now because you are creating life. Um, but at the same time, this is the importance of like men's emotional health too. It's, you know, men have emotions just like women do. In fact, the research says that little boys are more sensitive than little girls. Yet we suppress our boys so much and we tell them to man up and not to show this and we call them pussies and we do all these things that trains them to say that their emotions are not valid. And then we have these emotionally disconnected men and wonder why they're so dissatisfied, why women are dissatisfied by their men saying like he doesn't connect to me. Well, he was raised to not connect. He was raised to do. And obviously there's pros and cons to all of this but it's what I wanted to highlight was really the importance of having good quality people around you so maybe you don't have a coach you can't afford a coach right now like that's okay can you listen to podcasts that are going to support you can you read some books can you watch some videos can you get a good group of guys around you because here's the thing we don't want to be around, and this goes for guys and girls, right? Because there, there's women too that just like get together and just like talk shit about their husbands. Like, for what? So you're navigating this like big change in your life, and now you're gonna go hang out with your friends. You're all gonna drink, and you're gonna talk shit about your wife. Like, please understand that the one that loses out of that dynamic is you. Mm-hmm. You get to go back to your wife more dissatisfied and da 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 da. Whereas, what if you had some like emotionally aware and emotionally mature friends that were like, hey, bro, like, how's it going? Well, yeah, you know, my wife is actually navigating some shit and this is how it's impacting me. Oh, okay. And like having a real conversation without it being termed as anything ridiculous. Like, it's called being a human and men need emotional support just as much as women do so I feel like women are so served in that way and we're you know we we understand in which ways like having a child impacts a woman and I think Mm. men are underserved in that regard yeah and the other thing I wanted to touch on was you know how how to keep that connection like in that in that moment after that you've you've had a baby and and it's just forget about getting getting laid guys (laughs) it's about (laughs) building that that connection and that deep connection and getting that intimacy and you don't have to be sleeping with each other to have... I think I'm going to say something controversial there. Okay, go on. Okay, but you don't have to be having the sex though to be Mm -hmm. intimate. Mm -hmm. You know, it's about just like being there. It's about doing the the loving things. It's Mm -hmm. about making your wife feel beautiful in her new body. It's about all the little Mm -hmm. things. Just 
complimenting them and being there. Like I said before, mm. it's being that support. But how? It's like, okay, make her feel beautiful. Make her mm. feel loved. Make her feel safe. And mm. they're, the, they're the important things in that mm. moment when you're navigating a lot of those changes. Yeah, I, I love this, like, this back and forth between us because I feel like you're really advocating for the woman because you love me so much. And I feel like I'm advocating for the men because I love you so much. Mm. And I agree with you. I agree with everything that you said. And I also feel that men still have needs. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, women who just like never want to sleep with their husbands. Um, what podcast were we listening? We were listening to something like the other day where it's like, if you are not having sex, you guys are roommates. Like, like sex is the essence of your relationship. Like, let's not pretend, yeah. right? You're, you're just roommates or you're, you're having a daycare facility together. Um, so it's just, it, it's like. It was a divorce lawyer talking about that. Yeah. So like it's still an important part of it and you know i am very much about like female empowerment and the woman not being um like subjected to doing things that she doesn't want but at the same time i do believe in uh responsibility of creating like intimacy in the relationship and listen if you are creating intimacy and like kissing and affection and that eventually it will lead, (laughs) it will lead to, to sex. Like that's, you know what I mean? The problem is a lot of men tend to just want to go for the sex, but the, the woman, you haven't given her enough intimacy, maybe compliments, maybe just touching her, maybe grabbing her butt. I don't know. Just like, planting like warming her up throughout the day building her confidence back building through. her confidence exactly she's self-conscious here's the other thing um with with anyone but especially women um a lot of our sexual pleasure comes from our level of confidence i.e we will have better sex when we feel confident in our bodies if we don't feel confident in our bodies it's like we start to shut down and all that so just keeping that in mind that you know, there, there's so many things to consider, but as the woman, just know that of course he wants to have sex. And just cause he keeps going for it doesn't mean all he wants is sex. Like I hear that all the time, like all he wants is sex. yeah, he, he wants sex. So what he, you're his wife. Like, of course he wants to have sex. And we, we want to create a container where sex is the natural thing to do. So now maybe it's your responsibility to communicate some of your needs. Like, Hey babe, I would, I would love to, I'm just feeling, I'm not feeling really like in the mood because of this. Like, I feel like I want to be a little bit more connected to you, but we can't expect them to read our minds and, you know, create this amazing romantic atmosphere for us to engage with them sexually. And just going back to that podcast um, that, from the divorce lawyer in, yeah. you know, he was, there was a section where he was talking about, I, was, I can't remember the detail of it, but it, it was a lot spoken about. And the long story short is if you aren't getting your needs met in one way or another, mm. and generally it's emotionally or mm. psychologically, but, mm. you know, if you're not having sex as, as a couple, one of you is not getting emotionally your needs met emotionally and one of you is going to wander somewhere else Mm. and you know we're quite quick to judge on that and it's like that doesn't mean it's right or wrong Mm. so but someone always breaks eventually Mm. and that's what that's what he was saying like as as a divorce lawyer he goes you need to get your needs met within the relationship Mm. and and that's all of the things we're talking about it's Mm. boundaries it's values it's communication it's intimacy it's it's all the things And, and if something's not getting met and we're not talking about it someone's going to wander yeah yeah, that's so true. And I think like the underlying part of it, like assuming your value aligned and all the things is 
the way to prevent that from happening is to like do the become, together. Yeah, be <laughs> become a great communicator. You know, one of my biggest pet peeves, and Dan knows this, is the inability to communicate. Like I really do not enjoy passive aggressive communication or passive communication or saying things indirectly. Like let's just all save time. And I think that's why I'm so blunt. It's like, just tell me what you're trying to say. Like, there's no point in dancing around the issue. Let's just say what it is because we're just by us making it more complicated, we're not getting to the root of it. So if you can't have open communication with your partner, who can you have communication with? So I, I think that's that's the main thing is to be able to communicate your needs, whether you're the husband or the wife, about whether you feel like you're not being appreciated or you're not feeling desired or whether you're feeling you're not having enough time together and just say, like, I'd love to connect with you. I feel I'm feeling a little bit disconnected from you right now and I would really love to feel more connected. How about we schedule this and and put it in the calendar? It doesn't sound so romantic and fun, but sometimes you just you have to just put it in the calendar yeah 100 percent. communication is 100 percent key i was just trying to look there was a a triangle uh that i was talking about and it's about about building connection with other people and one point of that triangle was the um communication and if that communication drops then your affinity drops yeah you know everything else drops with it if one point of that triangle drops then everything drops and um, mm. communication was the number one way it was the way to bring mm. back intimacy connection and everything it was mm. through communication and i was just trying to get i should have had that you know, mm. obviously we weren't prepared to talk about that but yeah that was um that's really powerful everything is about communication so. mm-hmm. and if you're scared to talk to your partner i would be asking like why is why is that am i afraid of rejection what's that fear there um, ha- have they rejected me in the past? Do I feel understood? Do, do they gaslight me when I say something? Do, like These are all things to ask yourself so that you can be in a better position to have that conversation. Because if this is your person that you want to be with, what are you just going to just avoid this issue for the end of time? Or are you going to get curious and you're going to get resourceful and ask some good questions and say, hey, let's talk about this. Let's Let's figure this out because you're my person and I want this to work and I want us to be happy. And I'm willing to invest in this. Mm-hmm. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> okay, that's all from us, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this resonated with you, please leave a five-star review and share this with someone that you think this may have an impact on. And we'll see you next time on That's What He Said. Bye, guys. See you next time. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. If you love this episode, please share it with someone. And if you're a longtime listener, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would rate and review this show on iTunes. I love you so much and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. And remember, it's not only possible to have it all, it is your birthright. <laughs>